it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> All right, Carl, here's my new theme song. W A F L M O Y T flip 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 Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! My turn-offs are guys who say mutinag. Mutinag? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That stands for Mike. That stands for Mike Spiegelman. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That stands for Mike Spiegelman, a.k.a. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. <laughs> Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. L-W-A-F-L. And, and, you know, you're right. It does stand in the end, in the end, when all analysis is done. <laughs> Who is behind the curtain? The man behind the curtain, Mike Spiegelman. Oh well, thanks. So please, please, guys. No, I couldn't do it without me. <laughs> I couldn't do it without me. Please. Yeah. Uh, Carl, I'm very excited. Uh, we watch a full-length movie on YouTube. These are movies that I've always read about, and uh, now with YouTube, I don't have to read them. I can just directly watch it. So we want you to watch a movie with us. So you'll be going to YouTube on a different machine, and at, when we say go, watch the movie and listen to our podcast at the yeah. same time. Exactly Carl, what right. is the movie this week? Well, I'm not sure. I think it is Tracks. Yeah, right, it's Tracks. 1988, and I think the channel we like is called Jeffrey Sawicki. Sawicki. Yeah. Now, the reason I'm unsure is because this is the old switcheroo. You will yes. get through this film, and I will be the audience. Normally, Carl watches a movie three times, researches it off of the wiki, off the IMDb, and then goes from there, goes into interviews, go into old articles. Right. I'm I'm now doing the uh, uh, research. However, this is a movie that we've done twice before on the show, oh. and I don't think I need to, to add anything to it, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I have some information. I wrote down some stuff. Um, and As long as you keep tracks... Keep tracks of tracks. So tracks it. So we want you to go find the link, click the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. 
And uh, at the count of three, we are going to go full force. Uh, uh, Carl, I'm very excited to announce that we have a celebrity comedian yeah. countdown. Yes, yes. Celebrity comedian to do the countdown for us and um, selected from around the world. Right. Uh, what part of the world, for chance, do you think this comedian is from? Okay, so today we will focus <clears throat> on a comedian on the East Coast uh, Ooh, of novel. the United States. Yes. <laughs> now, this uh, comedian it's, it's, is below um, the Massachusetts-Boston area, which you're very familiar with. Sure, and yeah, above, uh, it's above Philly area. It's above uh -huh. Philly area, but it's, it's not a, Manhattan. It's a, this is another week of another New Jersey comedian, is what you're it saying. You can't be. We had a couple weeks. We have a couple episodes in the can where they're not from New Jersey. So, well, listen, but, I right. stepped out of my front door and I was setting out to scour the country, but I didn't get very far before I bumped into a comedian. I just happened to be in my own home state of New Jersey. So yeah, I well, you can't, you can't throw a dead comedian without hitting a cat into this Russian. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, you probably put a, a note in Facebook saying, I'm looking for a comedian to do a show, and 100 million wrote to you, and four of them committed. <laughs> That's exactly right, yeah. yeah. And one showed. And one showed. Well, let's listen to the person who showed, and we'll be back for the movie. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Blake Champlin. Blake Champlin! How Yay. are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Carl? All right, good. Now, as we speak, I'm sitting here in beautiful, sunny New Jersey, but you are in Indiana. Where exactly? I am in the southern part of Indianapolis. You're in Indianapolis itself. You know, I went there for work, and it was sold to me as a metropolis. <laughs> There's the population. You know, it wasn't so hustling and bustling. This is where you grew up in Indiana? No, I actually grew up in a small town about 25 miles south of Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. If it wasn't for a global pandemic, you and I would never even know each other. That is correct. So I was doing, okay, I had this open mic called The Boiler Room, and I thought Corona was going to last three months or so. And so I was doing a Zoom to remind everyone, when we're done, come on back to the open mic. How did you discover uh, my Zoom meetings? That's a good question. I'm sure I found it on Facebook. I don't need, you might have been on Displaced Comedians. I'm not sure. Because mm -hmm. um, I did quite a few different online mics and I found them in, in various ways just from uh, searching on Facebook, so I'm sure I found it searching on Facebook. This is happening all over the places. People are doing uh, open mics in uh, the UK, uh, in, you know, just any country. I have even had on the Zoom mics that you used to visit, uh, people from uh, Asia. And for them, the clock was flipped. It was the morning when we, you know, 9 a.m. when it was 9 p.m. for us. So I guess yeah. it was probably New Jersey comedy open mics or, you know, it had to be a specific uh, Zoom. It had to be a specific Facebook group to New Jersey because that's only where I advertised. Did you okay. like, look around, you know, and bump into other state? How did you go? You don't remember how you found us, right? Yeah, I don't. I, I really don't. Um, 
I just, I know I spent a lot of time trying to find stuff because I, in a way I was desperate. I would, I knew that if I didn't keep myself active with comedy, uh, cause you know, we didn't really understand what was going on with the whole COVID situation. Right. I was afraid, I was afraid that if I didn't stay active, that I was going to lose my drive. So yeah. I just, I just kept searching and searching and, uh, found a bunch of mics and I did, uh, quite a few mics in other countries as well. So it was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's, I mean, Corona is a negative thing. COVID is a negative thing, but the, that's one of the positives that came out of it, out of it. We're working from home. We're being on Zoom. We're meeting people from other states and other countries and they're becoming friends. You know, I really think you and I are becoming friends and yeah. thank you, global pandemic. <laughs> right. There, yeah, you're right. There's been some good things uh, because I had originally had some other plans before I knew that uh, Corona was going to happen. And so I ended up getting stuck here in Indianapolis. Not that that was a bad thing, mm -hmm. but uh, um, basically I, I made so many good friends here while I was being, while I was stuck here when things started slowly opening back up that I decided that I'm going to, I'm probably going to be staying here for a while and I'm happy with that. But mm -hmm. I also, I also realized that during this all, all this time that Indianapolis actually has a pretty good comedy scene and, uh -huh. and the proximity from Indianapolis to surrounding cities like Cincinnati, Louisville, Chicago, uh, and, and, and smaller cities like Bloomington where Indiana university is and Fort Wayne. Uh, it's, it's a great location to be able to, to travel within uh, a couple hours. Yeah. to to go do to go do mics and network at when like there you you can go to new york city which has tons of mics don't get me wrong but i i'm guessing there's probably not a lot of places other places you can go travel to but well, i could be wrong be about surprised. that yeah oh, okay. you'd be surprised because there's comedy scenes everywhere um i get to uh pennsylvania delaware connecticut and of course manhattan and points in new york uh, sure. all the time, just trying to get in front of strangers. We, right. I was hoping to bump into you when I went to uh, do a show with the Jersey Boys in Akron, Ohio, but you had a gig that night. Right, that is correct. You're blowing up. I see you on Facebook getting all these gigs. We're talking about serious lengths of time. This is kind of fresh, right? You're, you're coming out of your, uh, you, you are burgeoning right now, would you say? Yeah, I'm definitely noticing something going on, uh, and it's been great. I um, and it's been it's been great, and it's been weird because I wasn't expecting it to happen like the way it is. But I guess people just keep telling me that you know if you just keep doing what you're doing, that's yeah. why you're getting these things. And uh, and I, for the first time, I now have. Uh, actual shows booked every month through October, which I'm very Wonderful. excited about. Yeah, and I, you're new, right? How how long have you been doing comedy? It's actually two years this week. Two years this week? Wow. You are yeah. growing up if it's only been two years. That's really great. And you were trying to help me get into this Gutty's Comedy Club. It's local to you. I fell in love with it on Facebook. I tried to reach out to that guy, but uh, I'm just too far away, I'm, I think. 
Yeah, so Gutty's is a great place. That's my home club. Uh, Gutty's is a clean comedy club. And I started going there. Uh, I actually went there the very first day they opened from the shutdown, mm-hmm. um, which, which was on my birthday last year. That was my birthday treat to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a show. And um, I started going to their open mics. I started going to uh, doing their improv because they also have an, in, an in-house improv group. Mm-hmm. And they, they all just welcomed me with, with open arms. That's Every, everybody was very nice. And uh, I could talk to people, which, as you know, a lot of comedians have social anxiety. And yeah. so I, I always had a hard time talking to people. But with them, I just didn't. And I, I didn't feel, and, and it's nothing against other places. I just didn't feel that comfortable at other places. Now, that doesn't mean people weren't nice there. And, and they were. Uh, it's just that for some reason something clicked at Gutty's. So I thought, all right, I want to work on this clean muscle because all my jokes were lean and dirty. I was always yeah. writing dirty jokes and I didn't want to do that all the time. And so it's a, it's a, it's a great place. And, and, um, and the, I've been going there a lot now. They, they took me under their wing. They, they took a chance with me. And after going there for about a month and a half, they let me start hosting shows. Great. And and I've hosted quite a few shows there now. And I'm getting ready to host there again in a couple of weeks. Um, and they they finally started letting me do opening spots, which is great, which means I'm I'm getting better, I'm getting more material. I'm very happy about that. And, and they're it's opening just, another venue, right? Uh they they've been in talks of uh of expanding to other locations. Now, I I can't really give you details on that because I don't mm-hmm. really know. Because um, I know they're they're sort because things are still in talks. They're sort of keeping it on the down low about what's going on. But yeah, they they are talking of expanding to other places just because you know clean comedy specific clean comedy venues aren't really much of a thing. And they're trying, I believe they're trying to take advantage of that. Uh, you know, working clean is part, the ability to work clean, it's part of uh, being able to grow as a comedian to other places. You really need to master that. One of the things I used to love on the Zoom is you used to take like a wooden spoon and use it as a microphone. <laughs> Funny. It, it was. Uh, it, the funny thing was, like, I just I just started doing it because it was actually it's actually a plastic ladle, Carl. So <laughs> obviously it was memorable. <laughs> but uh, I started doing it just because I felt more comfortable holding that in my hand, like I was actually holding a mic. Exactly. And, and uh, I found out after a few weeks of doing that that it was actually something that people remembered me better by. <laughs> and I remember doing a mic and the first and, and uh the guy running it um said, Oh, you're the guy with the ladle. Ah, now I remember <laughs> you. And that's when I thought, hey, I'm on to something here. So I just kept doing it and uh and and several people bring that up occasionally. So it's it's kind of cool that uh I actually I was doing something right. I was like, oh okay, this is good. <laughs> One of the mics that we did, you did half of the open mic in, in the car. You were driving. By the ah, time I remember. got to you, you had arrived. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 
and actually that was after I had just got out, I think of improv practice at Gutty's and, uh, uh, and yeah, it was always cool. It was cool that you, you weren't bothered that I could be in my car. It's one of the great things about zoom. It brings us these sort of situations and actually it makes the zoom room look pretty cool with you driving, you know, people are everywhere. Yeah. Cause I've been, I've been on uh, zoom mics that, well, at least one that uh, one of the rules was you could not be in your car, even if you weren't moving, you had to be in a closed room. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and he, it was said that it was distracting. So, and that's fine. It is. It is. It, I, I, don't, I think it's a neat thing, but okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, you know, that's their room, their rules. So I, uh, I actually found out, out the hard way because I was in my car the first time I got in that room and uh, I had, a, I, I was given a few choice words and the, uh, the runner of the mic was not very happy with me and, but he was cool enough to let me come back on, on a later show. So, yeah. well, their mic, their rules, my mic, no rules. I know. <laughs> now no rules. recently you've, go ahead. Recently you've been incorporating in your act like a drum kit. Is that for the rim shot after a punchline or what are you doing so, with the drum kit? Okay. I'll, I'll kind of give you a little backstory to it. Uh, I actually, I had all these like one liners that I wrote and they weren't working by themselves. And then <laughs> one day I just had this idea. I had this, I also play the ukulele and I had this little riff. Uh, I wrote a song around this really simple riff. And uh, one day it just kind of dawned on me, I wonder if I could tell some one-liners on top of that. And uh, I was always afraid to try anything new at a show. And I was so confident in it. I tried it at a show and it hit, and it hit really well. And right. so I was really happy, but then over time, it started like losing its power. And I thought, okay. And I kept going to, going to this mic uh, in Indianapolis where they had a drum set. And I thought, I wonder if I could do that over a drum set. And this was just about a month ago. And so I tried all the one-liners on a drum set and it hit really hard. That's and great. yeah. And, uh, I just, I play a little beat. So I'm telling the setup on with a beat over the top of it. And then I stop and then tell the punch and then I do the rim shot <laughs> and go right into the beat again. That is great. And and everybody who's seen both that and the ukulele bit said the drum set is is much better than what the ukulele bit was. So now, I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, okay, so Blake Champlin, you are blowing up. How can people find you out there online? Um, well, my uh, I'm I'm under Blake Champlin on Facebook. Uh, Blake, I think I'm uh, at Blake dot Champlin on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that's really about all. I have a TikTok account, but I haven't used it yet. Uh, I haven't, I haven't decided how I'm going to use it yet. But um, I, I still don't have a Twitter or anything. I'm not sure I ever will. But right now, that's that's where you can find me. Find this guy and book this guy, okay? <laughs> when the well, clock is TikToking on his TikTok, but he'll get there. So. Why don't you kick us off? We're all going to watch this movie at home, and you can give us the countdown. Everyone's going to hit play at the same time. Go. 
All right, everybody, are you ready? Three, two, one, go. This is a Dino De uh, Larius production. Now, you know, he went bankrupt when this movie uh, came out. Oh. Yeah, they wow. had, he was cranking out movies and uh, stuff like Jay Leno and Pat Marina comedies and they just weren't doing anything. So, by the way, they're in Texas and there's a shootout going to happen in a pet store. So this is high stakes. And that's tracks right there. You see that guy with the brick for a face? Not that guy. So, he's mushy. No, that yeah. Tracks is this the guy. other one. Tracks is the one with the hat on, right? Right. You can't miss him. He's a Texas cop with a hat on. Okay, just but look for the Tracks hat. is the one. He's got the badge on the forehead, right? Yeah, not the other guy. Okay. Is he wearing but a shirt with a uniform? Do you think that's an actual yuppie pun in there? Because it says guppies and yuppies. Yeah, so the, they probably the have a few young white rich people in cages in the back <laughs> for the texas folk get yourself uh, a yuppie this one's from connecticut look they just happened to be a skateboard lying around not in my town he's he's gonna pull the old uh michael j fox yep exactly what he's gonna pull so are we gonna do a death count in this movie so so far one person got shot in the uh is that rick overton rick overton's in this movie uh-huh you know, so he won't let him. He won't let him not. He won't let him surrender. <laughs> so the, my brother Adam has a podcast called Proudly Resents, and back in 2013, he interviewed this guy, Shadow Stevens. And they uh -huh. talked a lot about tracks, and a lot about his career. And uh, I basically my research is to it. So this is a 15 million dollar budget movie. And they spend most of it on the town he's going to visit. He's basically getting kicked off the force right now. Oh, he's a familiar face. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't know his name. Sorry, girl. Listen, I want to say that my research is stellar and kicks butt. <laughs> yeah, you have great thing. So he just quit. And that's not the first yelly cop captain we're going to see. He okay. He didn't get let go. He qu he quit because he was about to let get let go. Oh, maybe he got let go. It's been a while since I moved. But the point is, he's he's now a mercenary renegade. Okay, okay. He's a okay. So he's going to start taking the law into his own hands. Yeah. Well, when town folk need him, it isn't like a bad thing. Okay. Okay. When town he's going to stumble into this town, and they spent a good budget on this town. Uh, and he's going to see that that the poor old people are being uh, manhandled and ransacked by these evil guys. Okay. So he comes in and he cleans up the town tracks. Great. And there's Robert Davi. You know Robert Davi from uh, Showgirls? No, I'll know his face probably. Oh, there's no way you can't miss his face. He, it looks like he's pinched his nose and, and left it that way. Look, Michael Caine edited. You're going to have to give me some quiet time if I edit this film. And edit with my bloody hand killing people. Now, this guy, Robert uh, Gary De DeVore, uh, who produced this movie and wrote it, this guy is an unfortunate character. And... Uh, the interview brought it up, but 
he he thought this was going to be a huge hit. And <laughs> Shadow has a problem with this movie because he really liked the script. Okay, three more people are dead. It says like five people already. Uh, and uh, Gary DeBoer De kept rewriting it. And just okay. doing strange things like putting like electric chairs in the town square, just all this crazy shit, and um, kind of ruined the movie. Uh, he drove him crazy because he knew it was going to ruin it. So you know, uh, Shadow was saying that he was drinking, the the producer was drinking, but mm -hmm. they found him. He disappeared, and they found him a year, like a year after he died, uh, in his parked car under the overpass. So I have. Uh, his disappearance was a big mystery to everyone who knew him. Happily married and with several, this is IMDb, several major scripts under his belts, rumors ran rampant about the cause of banishment. Despite various theories of carjackings, he, has bull, bull, bull. Uh, he apparently just fell asleep and drove his SUV into a California aqueduct. The time really? of his death, he was driving home, working on a script with Marcia Mason and her family in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And his mysterious disappearance prompted an amateur sleuth to retrace his route tracked by credit card receipts, and contact Chips with his theory of running off the canal. Chip was initially skeptical due to the lack of damage of the overpass rails, but they soon discovered pieces of auto body parts that matched his Ford. So the producer of this movie uh, basically drank himself to death, according to Shadow, but they found him a year later in his car. So it's kind of a tragic story. He, like, did a mystery disappearance. Like, I'm tired of this life. Yeah. And he really just yeah, I have a better car call. off the road and nobody noticed for a year. Wow. Yeah. And he, he wrote like Raw Deal. You know, he was running scared, the one with uh, Gregory Pines. Yes. Uh, Gregory Hines, excuse me. Uh, and uh, kind of ruined this movie. So a little bit of a disappointment. Okay, so now now we're in Nicaragua. He's a vigilante. He's, a, he's Rambo with better hair. In 87. So... It's still before this movie comes out. Look at that terrible hair. It's terrible, that hair. Uh, yeah, that's Shadow's bread and butter, that hair. Well, everyone you know, you know his hairline is receding now. He needs some bangs. He loves cookies. Trax wants to do nothing but bake cookies. Oh, and that's he a will big at the end. for him. Cookies are like a weakness. Yeah, that's... That's a big thing. And at the end, he opens his own store called Snacks on Tracks. Snacks by Tracks. That's very nice. <laughs> very nice. He wants I've, to be the next. I've never anus. appreciated Cookie's names because you they're called cookies because you cook them. But don't you cook so, you know, you cook everything. So why does you cookies bake. get the, you know. What's, should they be called bakeys? Right. That, thank you, Michael. That was exactly where I was going. It's not even fair to call them cookies. You don't really cook yes. them. You bake them. Hang on. I'm writing this joke down. Shouldn't they wait, be called baked cookies? I'm doing it at the open mic. Okay. Cookies. Uh, the roof Why is on fire. Do they get and look what is. <laughs> While you write my joke, here he is making cookies. Oh, he's doing. It's a great. <laughs> he's punching the eggs. Yeah, right. Oh, he looks like he's well, horrible at cooking. Okay, and the then, best thing about this movie know? is that it's so violent, and then it's mixed with him baking cookies. Like he kills dozens of people, but he his real passion is cookies. Oh, I don't think he kills so many people. We're only up to five. 
No, he killed a bunch more in Nicaragua. We didn't count. <laughs> He's terrible at it. <laughs> He's good at killing. This is a comedy. Cookies. This is a comedy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And you know, this the soundtrack is is pristine. That's the, the we have to like blast the final song, but okay. you know, it's that '80s like everything's great when you dream real big. You know what I mean? Like that kind of inspirational power rock. It's probably with a horrible drum machine beat. Well, you need the drum machine because you can, you're not going to pay for a drummer. Not in the 80s. That was too, you know, it was the Renaissance. You know, Shadow talks about the drum machine. Shadow talks about the music in this movie when he, when my brother interviewed him. Uh, Dino De Lillarius, his company was going bankrupt. So the film right. kind of never really got released. It got edited twice. He, Shadow, is an accomplished editor, and I'll tell you the reason why in a second, but he, in the interview, he was saying that he would edit the movie for free, and they didn't want to do it because they didn't want to pay for an extra copy to him. To him. So, ultimately, this movie wound up on HBO. HBO Wait, hired their own... Up. He yeah. offered to do the editing of this film? Yeah, so Shadow Stevens, you know, he came from the world of advertising and radio. Okay. And one of the things he was best known for prior to this movie was there was a consumer, uh, <clears throat> like, uh, electronics store. Remember we had, like, consumer electronics in Montclair? That crazy Eddie? Okay. Oh, yes. consumers. The co All right, go ahead. Yeah, so it was a giant, like, uh, crazy Eddie's. So they sell, like, different stuff. It was called Federated. And he did a, a string of ad campaigns where he played Fred Rated. And he's kind of uh -huh. like a fast talking, like 80s guy. And uh, they did a bunch of commercials, and he would crank out like five or six of these commercials uh, a week. And the yeah. idea was that they didn't want to air the same one twice. He said that, like, he, you know, he destroyed a TV set. He doesn't want to be destroying the same TV set over and over again. So it was these like kind of Max Headroom, know what I mean, Vern, more like smart ass cookie. Okay. Uh, so he'd be in a boardroom and he'll be giving out his ideas. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of crazy Eddie type of stuff. So he made 1100 of them and he was saying, and this movie is actually, uh, he said it was on YouTube, but uh, he Are did we in a- New Are we in New Orleans? No, this is all Texas, my friend. Okay, this is okay. the ruthless, the lawless streets of Texas. See, you can't even get into your car without getting assaulted. Gotcha. Wow, in Texas, yeah, this is a real shame. Uh, the, the lights on the side no, of the car—that's different. Well, this is—they built this town, so and then they got a bunch of stuntmen getting thrown out of the windows. So this is this is—they spent most of their money on this set. So we're watching a set. We're not watching. I guess it's no, a controlled is a, like, environment, and that's the argument to make a set. But oftentimes I've thought to myself, if the set looks like what's outside your window of the set, why don't you just go outside and save a bunch of cash? Well, you could tell as a set, like the outside, like, <clears throat> yeah, mm -hmm. people get smashed through windows. But you'll see throughout this movie, well, when Trax cleans up the streets, you'll see the old couples stick their heads out the window and nodding approvingly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't get that on a regular street because right. it must be sometimes windows don't open. But these stunts are nuts. Like, the great joy about this movie is that it is a comedy, and it's the most violent comedy I've seen. 
Now, did Rambo you know, just, and other films like that had come out already, and that was this was the parody of those. It was of the genre of those. Like they would fit under this. I guess this, he's more of a. His background is that he's a Rambo, right? Okay. He was in Nicaragua, but this is—he's more of a cop. This guy is Sean Hancock, the police chief, and uh, Carl. He was on Streets of San Francisco. He was in uh -huh. Roots: The Next Generation. Uh -huh. He was in uh, a TV movie called *The Girl Who Stopped the World*. He played Goldtooth, and then they made a TV series called *Stop Susan Williams*, based on it, where he played Goldtooth. But you know him as First Family as President uh, Calandra. The guy died at 51, 1992. I see, I see his face, and I know his face. What was the one I would know him from, the sitcom? Uh, First Family, the, the movie. Oh, oh, First Family. Is he the way? That's He's the one the, with Bob Newhart? Yeah, yeah. And Gilda Radner, yeah. Good for yeah. him. He was, he was in Airplane 2, and then, of course, he was in Duke's Hulk and Greatest American Hero, and he passed away in 92. You know, that film was great because Gilda Radner in, was in it. And Gilda Radner was the most funniest person in the whole world because she died. Yeah, and you know, her movies aren't that many, right? I mean, she's Haunted Honeymoon and... Uh, the thing is, did... Gilda Radner was a very, very funny person. She was really great on Saturday Night Live. But because she died, she was the greatest comedian of all time, you know. She gets a lot of street cred. Did you ever see her live movie, Golden Live? Maybe so long ago. Yeah. Terrific it was, stuff. So this, this guy who's smiling, his, he's, his character's name is Dieter. Dieter's going to become uh, pals with uh, Trax. And oh, he's going to help Trax. Did just miss some body count? Oh, we're done with the body count. I, oh, I can't, we are? I'm... I stopped at five. What, what, what are we up to? Dieter doesn't die. I know his face, too. Dieter's going to lose, he's going to lose some blood later, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. How good is the shooting? Now, one of the things Shadow was mentioning, so by the time it got to HBO, they didn't hire an orchestra. They just had a guy add the music for like $1,500, and the music is terrible. Another post-production thing they did was they never added sounds of the, of the uh, guns. So what you hear mostly when the guns go off are the uh, starter pistols or whatever they have on uh -huh. set. So you don't hear pa-ching, you hear like, right. yeah. I mean, there's some sound effects added to it. I don't know, have you ever seen CD4? for the music, that is just, that is a coup. I mean, that yeah, is a budget to write home about. <laughs> of course, you get what you pay for. Yeah, well, you know, this movie, I first saw this movie because I was at the Tower Records outlet store. Remember how the outlet yeah. store was like twice as big as the regular store That's and it was right. in every city? It would have every recorded record, we thought, until the internet came along. If you right. want to find it, that's where you'll find it. So usually like a town in New York or let's say San Francisco, there would be Tower Records. So there would be the one in the Fisherman's Wharf and there'd be one... I think the Fisherman's Wharf was a big one. I think there was another one. But then they would have like a classical annex and then they would have the outlet. And I know, I know the store that was the outlet where I found my video cassette copy of tracks uh -huh. is now a piano store. Or let's, I don't know, pre-pandemic was, it became a pandemic, uh, piano store. But yeah, you, know, you would search through know. these tables. They just have card tables and they would put all these video cassettes on it and you would dig and you would find something like tracks and you'd be like, oh my God. So 
I don't know if it ever played on HBO. I'm sure it did because they own it, but I know it from the video. Now, who is that Dieter? Yeah, that's Dieter. Okay. And what was he in? Because I know his face. Well, he was in CB4. He played Trustus. I don't know. Oh, that's the uh, Chris Rock bomb. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed but that he... one kind of. You know, I enjoyed uh, Eddie Murphy's brother in that, but not until I knew he was Eddie Murphy's brother. Then I liked him. Huh. No, he was, I remember him uh, in that movie, and I thought it was really, really funny in that movie. Uh, yeah, but yeah, when he was on Chappelle's show, we were like, wow. Uh, the real world stuff was pretty funny. Yeah. Was, so the guy's name was Pug, William Pug, uh, and he, he was in my favorite uh, Twilight Zone episode from the 80s, Wordplay, where uh, this guy can't, the words start changing on this guy. So when people talk to him, they're like, refrigerator. He's like, what? Good refrigerator. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, it was a really good one. He was in RoboCop, too. Uh, he was in RoboCop around. also? No, RoboCop, oh. the sequel. These are some pretty good choreographed... Uh, I know him. I know him. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is. Now, so, what's going on? He's back in Texas in his hometown, and... I don't follow, like, why are we in a brothel kicking ass? He's cleaning up the town. Look, look, the brothel takes major credit cards. He's going into <laughs> town by town, and he's like, ladies, leave. Guys, I'm going to shoot. Oh, he shoots the toilet. Look at that, man. That's a good brothel, because you can take a leak in between sex, right? Yeah, why would they have a toilet like it was a prison cell? Weird. And there's no water in it. It's Should like that... a big toilet. If you should kick the door open and it closed on them. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Get, get out. Okay, okay. Bitches out. Remember that Robocop? Yeah, he's In just Robocop? shooting. Robocop said bitches? Yeah, remember he uh he walks in and there's these two ladies having doing coke with the guy and he goes, bitches out. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. Uh that and look at this. Look at this, it's daycare. <laughs> what a nice guy now this is pretty much the gist right he's that shooting people funny. in the hallway he smiles at the kids and the kids knowingly smile back they know he's cleaning up the town like we continued our death we gotta be up to 25 he's got a gun to a kid this is not the first time this is gonna happen he looks like the third close encounter of the third kinds kid but um, you know that guy grew up yeah, I don't think he was that in, in 10 years later. Cow! Hit the belt buckle. Doesn't hit the kid. Out the window. Look at that. He's going to give him a like, nod of approval. He, he, yeah, he has these clever white guy things, he says. Like, you know, he wasn't coked up by this point. He did admit, Shadow admit, that uh, people know Shadow Stevens because he was the, he's an announcer. He did Craig Ferguson's show for years. But he's done the new Hollywood Squares and Hollywood Squares for for you know uh, uh, eighty eight to two thousand and four. Mm -hmm. Those two shows ran, and he didn't. He wanted to be an actor, and he got to Hollywood new Hollywood Squares around the time he was shooting this. And he said, "No, I'm an actor." And they said, "Well, whatever. Do you want you want a square? You can show up once a week and talk about your acting gigs." He said, "Yeah, okay." So he started doing that, and then they so said, So he got his own square, even though he was the announcer of? Yeah, well, you know, I do remember he would announce from the square at one point. They, really? he, became, 
he became a square and then they said listen we need you as an announcer this is ridiculous yeah right so he said okay uh, i'll be the announcer yeah i remember some episodes where they would uh he he kind of hosted <laughs> he announced from the square but he's done over 600 episodes of, of uh hollywood square so he's you know he's known for that he was on k-rock you know when it was an am station it turned to fm oh. he's 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 kind of known for you know, voices and stuff like that. Well, that's a very familiar name, Shadow Stevens, and I hope he never listens to this and gets insulted that I don't know who he is. But I oh, do yeah, know you're... his face, and I've heard Shadow Stevens before, so. You would know his voice. He was saying, like, when he was doing these commercials, he got uh, a really bad drug habit. Uh-huh. He gained 50 pounds. He was on cocaine and meth and just eating hamburgers. <laughs> this and, is uh, looking stuff. Yeah. Oh, so there's Robert Davi. You don't recognize this guy? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, I'm trying to think of the film. He's always the bad guy, the thug, the... Uh... Yeah. Well, he has that line in the Showgirls where he goes, must be nice not having guys coming on you. Oh, okay. He was... Okay, so that's who you were talking about. But I do yeah. know his face from other things. I don't know what. Oh, he's usually on, like, uh, Law and Orders and shit like that. Gotcha. There he is. Look at him. I think he's, like, a conservative uh, celebrity, where if you check his Twitter page, you're like, what? I thought only liberals live in Hollywood. <laughs> so he looks younger here, but he never really looked... He's sort of ageless. Uh, when you see him today, he... I think it's like his face, like, you know, when he gets older, it looks more pinched. And now he's kind of useful and a little doughy on his face. Conservative in Hollywood. Now, this is crazy. Like, this is exploding, not because of gunfire, but it's the squibs that special effects. Uh-huh. You know, so they're blowing up for some whatever reason, but it's not because they're uh, being shot, but they're using the same special effects. Where did we see Sky Ioni? Uh, and this oh. I'm was it that one this about, guy? They were living on uh, boats in Petaluma or something like that. Salsalino. No, that was the one where the uh, flea came as a as an alien. Oh, oh yeah, right. The guy from Terminator. That's why I was confusing him with this guy. Gotcha. Well, he hung up so hard that the screen that the Charlie's Angels speaker. Yeah. Cracked. Broke. That's the reason why I was exploding. He was yelling so much about what tra the damage Trax has been doing. Oh no, this Trax has got to be stopped. Is this the big bad guy who's going to stop Trax? Who's going to drop? But Davi has these henchmen, which just kind of ruin the movie. Oh. They're like, well, not really. So you see the put upon accountant he's talking to? Yeah. He's going to have kid. to. He's going to have to bring desperados to town, and they're going to be in a limo. And these desperados are like tormenting the guy, and he's just kind of snivels. This okay. guy has better hair than Shadow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at him doing it. Yeah, Dobby's crazy. Choice, Mike. I have to commend you. This is a pretty cool uh, parody here. This is one of my favorite movies. I mean, it's just so joyful and just so, like, delirious. He's Bugs Bunny from Frame Man. So do you recognize this one? Yeah. Wow. Pamela Barnes. Uh-huh. Uh, Pamela from Barnes. Dallas. Not from Dallas. Yeah. I think she was in uh, Dynasty or something like that. 
Well, Pamela Barnes it was really a woman on Di the character name on Dynasty. The Barnes family was against the Ewing. Oh. Yeah, and pa that Pamela married a Ewing, and they were pissed. She's like, we loved you at Dynasty. That's just the character's name. She, well, her and Suzanne Summers kind of have a weird history. Oh, uh, she's Sus from Three's Company. Yeah, so she gotcha. replaced. She replaced Suzanne Summers to much degree. And then years later, Pamela Barnes was in the pilot for She's the Sheriff, and they decided to go with Suzanne Summers instead. Ah, that's justice, probably Suzanne thinks. But she yeah, was the third one. She was the third choice. She wasn't the second Chrissy. She was the third. Really? There was a Chrissy in the middle. I didn't know that. Was it uh, one of the Manson women? <laughs> like Tweety, I just squeaky. see your face in my mind's eye. I don't know. <laughs> well, what's going on? I Mike, usually I'm I'm telling you the plot as we go. Well, the plot is simple. She, this, this is she's like a councilman or something like that, and she really wants the town clean up. And she likes this tracks guy who's uh, cleaning uh -huh. up the town. And he here's here's his hangout. Not only does he hit, he lives in the woods on the outskirts of Texas, but he bakes cookies. That's perfect. And I, I think she broke the fourth wall and looked straight at the camera. Well, you know, the way people act, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking in this movie. Uh -huh. I do think the main actors do a great job. Like uh, Dieter here, uh, William yeah. Puck, he holds this film together, you know, like uh, he Was just he plays part along of 1980s old school rap breakdancing or something? Because I know his face from that kind of movie. I didn't, you know, I, I actually looked through his history because um, I had seen him in Trustus. You know, I, I knew him from CB4. Like, it, it, that's a big mm -hmm. role. He was in Color Purple, Amazon Women on the Moon, Robocop 2. Color Hills Purple. Got, okay, okay. The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. The, the <coughs> Boring. Oh, and then the Carl, he was on Hill Street Blues and TJ Hooker. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, his last movie was called The The Bottoms, D-A, and then Bottoms with a Z. It was a TV movie. The Hill Street Blues Have Eyes? He was in that. Part two. Look, at he's got his, this, the wooden spoon and fork in his, in his utility belt. <laughs> with his gun. He's, uh, the cookies are like cat food cookies, and and uh, there's, there's one with tuna fish, and there's one with, like, he calls them doggy drops, and they they look like shit, like little squirrels. But why is he making them? He doesn't own a pet. He's just he's just very passionate. See, they'll taste it, give a look, and they'll say, "What is it?" And they'll say, "Like sewer water." It's very important the cookie part. Mm -hmm. He wants to be like famous Amos. He wants to be the new famous Amos. He just spit it out behind his back. Not very good cookies. He's no pussy, so he'll never be a cookie puss. Here's my manager. Uh, let me talk to Cookie Puss. Never oh, tell boy, still kicking butt. That's the headline. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was no internet back then, so you had to buy the newspaper. Yeah, they still had clickbait. It was more like buy the paper bait. I would, you know, remember like you would be carrying your your groceries in one hand and you see the newspaper vending machine and so you kind of wrap your hand or your shoulder around the bag. and Yes, right. We've all been there. 
He's like, where's my cook I, uh, cookie ingredients? So yeah, this is like a slow point right now. They haven't shot anybody up. He Shadow Stevens also he made some. I read about him in Spin magazine. How about that? Oh, Spin. I remember Spin. We used to. I used to buy that every now and again. Uh, yeah. It wasn't a website to browse to, so Spin would. Right. Well, Spin's still around as a as a website. They, Bad guys. But it was it was like he had a full page photo of it was him and his hair, and he had made a TV show called Shadow Vision. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. How like, is this guy? He's got a long career, and I was alive at this time. Oh, I'm telling you, like this movie is great, you know. And he kind of regrets it, uh, but he 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 appreciates it. But he yeah, he has a long career. Yeah, he but it sounds Larry's... like it's real ups and downs. I mean, you know, like being the star of a movie is an up, but being an announcer on a game show. That's pretty that's a down if you used to be in a movie, you know. Well, this is the movie he was in, and it didn't go anywhere. So, in oh, the this was, was the one shot he you, had at making a movie. You, or... you know, like Dave's World. Do you remember Dave's World? It was Harry Anderson playing the the columnist Dave Barry. I, I don't. A, I, I, I know that name. Mm -hmm. His neighbor was Shadow Stevens, so there was like 87 episodes where he uh -huh. actually was an actor, and he he was a sitcom guy. Gotcha. So this guy was always on the periphery of uh, entertainment. He was always in it, yeah. But never the. Uh, no, I think he's he's royalty. I mean, he was a radio uh -huh. guy. He the, the Fred rated commercials made him like a Vern. Uh, was that, where was that located? Because Federated bought Macy. Federated ended up being like a big chain owner of department stores. But what? But Federated was local at that point, and with like a Crazy Eddie's, like a it was. Computer. Yeah, so it was West Coast. It was Arizona, uh -huh. it was New Mexico. It was parts of Texas and California. Okay, this and, is why uh, I missed that. They called it bludgeoning advertisement. Uh, it was 1,100 uh, commercials, and he would do like five five a week, and they would change every 10 days. And he was kind of – he would always refer to like Bassomatic, the Dan fast-talking Dan Aykroyd guy. And uh, oh, yeah. he, got a two page, he got an article in Time Magazine for the advertisement, a two-page spread, he said. Mm -hmm. The documentary is called Laugh Now, Think Later. Uh, in the 2013 interview, he said it was on YouTube. I'm sure at this point – if, if it's not on YouTube, it has to be on Amazon Prime or one of the free streaming services. Okay. But check it out. Laugh now, think later. And it's basically a collection of the commercials as well as a documentary of, of making them. So maybe I really see. respect that he was like, we're not showing the same one twice. That's really great. Yeah. Well, you know, people had TV and they would watch TV and you would always talk about the commercials. And if the commercials were new, then that became your new kind of feat, you know. It's kind of like an art form, uh, you know, it's supposed to just be selling stuff. But if you're doing a new one each time, what's he going to do next? It's kind of yeah, like right. a show. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, like, you know, with us East Coast kids, we're like, what's Phil Rizzuto going to say about the money store now? Yeah, that's right. Now, that's relatable. Nobody would know the money yeah. store out, out in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no one knows Phil Rizzuto for the money store. Back in the day, 
by the way, what's he yeah. doing right now? Was he saying that's it? We got to clean up this. We got to get rid of this guy because he's cleaning up our street. Yeah, but these these desperados are the worst, and they're they're tormenting. Look at him; he's just out in the middle of the day. All this you know, weaponry. Mike, back in the day, I I did go to the money store and um, I bought two tens and a five. Uh-huh. I bought two tens and a five, and the bill came to like twenty five bucks. I was like, "Where's my big savings?" Yeah, they don't make it. How do they make a profit? Is it true when you went to the money store, it was just a storefront? Yeah, it was just like a the storefront, right? And inside, you know, they had all the money. Yeah, I was like, I'll try it, you know. And I was like, let me get uh, two tens and a five. Did you see that guy run into a phone booth? Yeah, and it, he smashed it. He didn't turn into. Is cleaning up this town by just. Is all a set? Yeah, he's wow. just cleaning up this town by shooting everybody in it. That's a bit of a waste of money, right? Yeah. Well, they didn't have any budget for anything else. Oh, no, you ran right over that dude. Yeah, but only once. You got to run over him twice. This movie. This movie, you have to run over him twice. <laughs> it's like and that was the witch. Down. That was the wicked witch of the east. Man, the uh, wicked witch of the west is gonna be so pissed off. Do any of the cops recognize Shadow from before he got let go from the force? Is he seeing any old cop buddies there? And they're like, why are you going rogue? And This is a different Texas town. Oh, 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 okay. You see, he got kicked off the force for excessive force at a pet shop robbery. Right. Which they had guns. To be fair, the culprits at the pet store robbery brought guns. Yeah, you could be pistol. fair, but one of them surrendered, and he still got shot. And they, they destroyed the aquarium behind them. And I'm sure some yuppies were injured. Go to, does the yuppie die? <laughs> uh, it's giving me a content warning. All right, I'm going to click here. It does not here. look like Texas to me, buddy. Right this moment. Uh, Texas is a big state. Yeah, you know what? You're right about that. Texas, I mean, Houston looks different than Dallas, looks different than San Antonio, looks different than Austin. You're right. Now, this, now this is where I don't like what the director's doing. I've always felt like comedy, you need to have wide shots. And a lot of, like, tight shots, I feel like the comedy gets lost. You know okay. what I mean? Like, okay. There's no oxygen in it. It's just them. But basically, he's for, they're tormenting this guy, and they're forcing him to sing. And I think they, they shoot him again at, at one point. Or they do something horrifying to him. He looks like he's getting the upper hand on them right now. No. You would think, right? <laughs> These are good thugs. I don't know. I think they uh, ran out of things to do. This guy is pretty beady looking. Yeah, they're basically like, uh, I think they're making him sing along. Oh, okay, okay. Tormenting. <laughs> I love that song, One Guatemala. I see what you mean, how tight it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not a fan of that. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I'm always in the school of, like, somebody needs to be in the shot. And look at this Chuck Norris dude. Cool. Look at him. Have you ever seen a face like this guy? 
Well, he looks like um, Steven Spielberg. He and, does look like Steven. Do you think this is a cameo? And he looks like, like Steven, um, Steven Wright. Yeah. He's got the nose, like this weird rubbery nose. Maybe it is Steven Wright? No way. We would notice from, the, we would know from the nose. <laughs> so they're letting him pass, but they're still going to take care of him. Look at that, Steven Spielberg. Ah! <laughs> he throws it in there. Yeah, right there. But we get to see something blow up real good. Way too much. Way too much explosion. Why do they always do that? Well, you got the casino in there. Maybe like the it was an extra flame or something. M Mike, I already told you this before. I saw a car explosion in my life. I saw it, and it was very scary. But it was not like you know. I mean. It, it made a pop. It made a pop. And when I did, I felt the heat, you know, but it was just a flash and the rest was smoke. It was not. The, oh, I know his face, too. You do not. That's someone noticeable. Did you notice the USA Today? All right, let you me see his face again. It's done. Basically, oh. crime is still prevalent and these just poor and ordinary Rebel. town folks are being harassed. So he's, he's facing a terrible again. cookie again? Yeah. And that'll be a running theme. Like, he thinks his cookies are great, and in reality, they're not very good. You would figure Dieter would figure it out by this point. Mm-hmm. And be like, nah, I'm going to pass on the cookie. <laughs> and did you ever see Pamela Barnes in the movie uh, Mall Rats, where she shows her breasts? Uh, no, but I am writing it down. Mall Rat. Did you, right did right you, next to my open mic joke. <laughs> my open mic joke. Should I Netflix Mall Rats or it's not worth it? Uh, it's a it's probably available on your regular TV. It's not really worth it. But she uh, she's topless. She's a topless fortune teller, except she has three nipples, so the guys can't look at her breasts. So okay. she's topless with the extra nipple added on. <laughs> Yeah, if there's uh, one thing that is absolutely not sexy, it's human deformity. Right, I think that was the joke. This is the 80s where you can pat the uh, aerobic-sized waitress's butt. You know, in the, in the 90s, when I was in college and I would go to a strip club with my buddies, you absolutely could touch the girls, no problem, right? So then Tom Kroll's getting married, so I went out to L.A. to be his best man, and I go to uh -huh. The lady with like with a dollar tip, the place freaked. They're like, "Whoa!" It was like I was, you know, in uh, New Jersey. Yeah, like oh, you mean you cannot touch the girls? I yeah, you can't. Oh, I made such a big stink. We were gonna get our asses kicked out of there, and then I was like talking like, "What's the big trouble?" And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> he's not from here." Right. Sorry, Mister uh, Soprano. <laughs> hey, what is the big mistake? Oh, they're super fly. Not anymore. Wow, he pulls the two guns out. Very cool. Yeah, it gets the photo. Yeah. And you can see that photo later. They're going to sell t-shirts. Oh, really? Very good. So he's not me... proud of this film? Because I'm going to have to watch it uh, apart from yeah. our show, because it looks like it's pretty fun. I mean, you it's have fun. to give it for being yeah. so campy. You know, he, he kind of... Took it to heart. He took it to heart. He wasn't happy with the production. He wasn't happy with the the revisions and uh, uh huh. Yeah, he's there. You go. Thanks. Thanks for coming.
appreciate it. Oh, this is one of the best lines. He goes like, uh, uh, drive safely or I'll kill you. <laughs> he, he, he improvised that line. He is, uh, oh, that's so me. funny. <laughs> He's, but he must be yeah. acting like crazy. Uh-oh, this is probably what got him hooked. This scene. Well, he, he didn't touch it, but at this point, he, he was clean and sober. Oh, I see. Probably the guys, the actors are tasting it and going, man, this sugar is sweet. <laughs> this is great, cornstarch. <laughs> what is that? Can, I... This is a bomb. What is that? What is that? Did they throw a rock in my window? Does it say is this is a rock? Man, if I ever do a movie, I'm stealing that joke. It goes through the window. They go, what is that? And it says, this is a bomb. <laughs> Stop! That's hilarious. It's not a very good bomb if they're still talking. Let me guess, and I really know nothing about Shadow Stevens, but I bet you this movie came out. He was like, oh, this is terrible. I'm embarrassed. I hate it. And then, like, 25 years later, he's like, seeing it's, you know, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, he was talking about the, he went to a show in Los Angeles called B-Movie uh, Bingo uh -huh. where people get cards. They'll watch a particular genre movie and they did this for uh, tracks and they'll say like, police chief choose out you know, cop. Oh, like um, and, stere uh, not stereotypes, but yeah, movie tr tropes, is that the tropes. word? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, tropes. And they'll say, we got a bingo. And he said he really enjoyed watching that movie under that context. Like, he, you know, <laughs> he had a good time. That sounds right. It, this is a great movie. I'm, I'm just going to get my review up front. Good. I have nothing else to say except here comes an explosion. Here comes someone thrown out a window. Here comes someone getting shot. And then bullets hit his, uh, look at this explosion. <laughs> he finally went the off. First floor. Yeah, he walked into the first floor, and then everybody in the second floor explodes, and then he walks out of the liquor store. Got some chewing gum. No, a lollipop. Talk to me in two weeks. I guarantee you I will be a Shadow Stevens fan. I'll know everything about him. Yeah, I mean, don't you don't have to watch every episode of Dave's World, but you should check out, I don't know, if you have HBO Max, you should check out the Larry Sanders episode where Hank hosts. Okay. He, he, and uh, he, Hank is the second banana. He needs his own announcer. And he goes, get me Shadow Stevens. That's perfect, right? That yeah, was his yeah. role. <laughs> so Shadow Stevens shows up to be the guest announcer. When, uh, Hank, uh, and it's a great line. Is uh, Hank Kingsley. He goes, no, no, no. Hank Kingsley. So <laughs> Shadow Stevens great. repeats, Hank Kingsley. You know, I don't appreciate how the directors got us back in the exact same scene. It's these same close edits of these scary guys tormenting this this accountant. Yeah, it clearly isn't the same day. Like they shot on that. I don't know. Not a fan of this. Uh, yeah, no, this this stuff was not great. These guys have great faces, and uh, you know, some comedy I wrestled out of it. But I, 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 you know, I wouldn't miss it if it was cut. I do apologize, Mike. The dogs are barking and there's no one in the house. I've got to let them inside. Or go, go ahead. Okay, just yeah, take right. care. I'm here in the studio. This movie's trash, as you can tell from the trash can. Going in. Guess it's the passenger side. Uh-oh, looks like trash. Yeah, so here, it's just strange. He talks about this. Not only did he kill the people, but he hung them upside down. 
uh, the street lamps. That's some real like war atrocity shit right there. But it's a message. It's a friendly message to say this could be your dead body hanging upside down. I don't know. I think maybe welcome to our town would be a better post. It's a little jarring. Nothing like a good comedy to bring up war atrocities halfway during the film. Uh, one thing we hate in the 80s are bicyclists. These guys are easy pickings. Who are you going to hit first? Badass right there. Yep. <clears throat> Thank God for that comedic sunroof. Make Looney Tunes proud. Love it. They're actually hitting people in the head and they're flying off. Nothing like a stuntman. Take that. Sorry, Mike, that took longer than usual because there was a bear. Really? Yeah, and the, the dogs were like, this is our yard. This is our yard. Bark, bark. And I was like, he knows it's your yard. He doesn't care. Get in the house. It worked. You don't think, oh, look, he's shooting him with a baseball bat. <laughs> That's funny. Well, no, there was a guy with a gun behind him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, but he was but the guy on the bat. What do you think about the last scene? I have no comments about the events from the last scene. <laughs> Her name wasn't Chrissy. What was it? No, Chrissy was, Chrissy Snow was Suzanne Summers. Was it Janet? No, Janet is someone else. Right. Chris, um, she, oh gosh, the, her name's on the tip of my tongue, and I'm surprised you don't know that there was another Chrissy. But anyway, we're watching this movie, not that uh, show. You know, it was bittersweet for her, because on the one hand, uh, when she got the role as a roommate, she was taking over Suzanne Summers, and there was a lot of press about that. On the other hand, the rent was pretty cheap. You know, a like, good one, Mike. But listen, listen. She was not the second Chrissy who took over from Chrissy. She was. So the there was really. So wait a minute. There was Chrissy, and then there was a Chrissy replacement, and then there was Pamela Barnes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let me just. Uh, I might as well just do it because I'm here. I'm on oh, my phone. It's killing you. It's killing you. Three's company Chrissy replacements. Okay. I'm telling Google. What does this note say now? Oh, I, I think it's from Track saying, I'm going to clean up your town or some shit like that. Terry Alden. Hello. Hello. Hello, 80s. Hello. Her high I heels and, and uh, one piece are the same shocking pink color. You don't know what Texas, what area of Texas this oh. is. In. No, but. Uh, so they're cleaning up the town, literally. They're painting it, and he's dancing with uh, Dieter while the montage music, the inspirational yeah. montage music plays. Look, hey... We brought back the comic books we stole from the previous scene. We're just kids. Thanks, thanks to you and Trax, this town has been cleaned up. Right? See, literally, they're cleaning their steps. <laughs> thanks to a madman killing everybody in their town, they can water their lawn in peace. Yeah, what a gray. Oh, there's this perfect. <laughs> what 
well, the cookie. His hand is on the. I know he handed this. I don't think they know. They don't give a shit when it comes to stunts and the actors. This dancing scene is ridiculous. See, that's not the Gulf of Mexico. It's some lake. You got to be inspirational and follow your dreams. So I know this can't be a set. This has to be like a real fountain with staircase. Yeah, it has to be. Of course it has to be. They would not build that. Uh, well, I don't know. Red, white, and blue. Red, white, blue. How patriotic. Yeah, he was saying that they wrote a scene where they had three electric chairs and they were putting the villains on it. And one had a red uh, hoodie, one had a white hoodie, one had a blue hoodie. It's not in the movie, but. Okay. Red, white, and blue. Uh, and this is Fourth uh, of July weekend. Maybe we shouldn't say that. Who knows when this will air? Yeah, and not only that, it's uh, it's after the, the weekend, too, so. Okay, I have texted you the picture of the woman who replaced Sin uh, Chrissy, and when you see it, you'll go, "Oh yeah, her." Yeah, no, I I, I know who you're talking about. I'm, I'm watching the movie on my phone, so I can't do the link. Oh, okay, okay. Uh oh, she's talking to Shadow now. She likes that he's cleaning up the town, but it looks like there's some conflict here. Well, it's sexual conflict, right? Oh, there's tension. Sexual yeah. tension. You can't have these '80s movies without like the tension is so ripe they can't they can't take it. Remember we watched Never Too Old to Die with uh, John Stamos and Vanity, uh, and Gene Simmons as like uh, the villain. Nope. We I did. Don't, I I don't think you saw that with me. Yeah, I did. We okay. We what did was one the name episode, of it? Never Too Old to Die. Young. Gene Never Simmons? Too Old to Die Young. Never Too Old to Die Young. Oh, that's funny. I think that's the title. It's something, we saw it with Head. We watched one episode. We watched three episodes, uh, three movies, because we were just kind of going back and forth. And that was one of them. <laughs> oh, well, I certainly a, remember yeah. Head with you. That was great. Now, will she do any fortune telling? Because often she's topless when she tells fortunes. Uh, no, there's no fortune telling in this. This uh, movie is strictly PG, just mindless violence, no sex. It's so funny how our society's like violence is cool, but boobs. Oh uh, well, you know I oh. watched all the Marvel movies on Disney Plus, and I must have witnessed a thousand deaths in those films. But you did the count. Wow, that's a uh... passionate. Yeah, she grabbed her own boobs and then Frenched them. Look how smooth Shadow is. It must be a script. <laughs> I would have melted. Do you think, like, before the shot, he's like, can I get the glamour shots and not uh, Priscilla? Thanks. Whoa, whoa. That yeah, was she is. Stone in, uh, what was that, Michael Douglas film? Oh, basic, basic Instinct, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go, Pamela. So far, two. I see two nipples so far. I think that was that bra was recently purchased. Look how clean it is and pristine. It was never laundered. Do you think the budget went into her bra? Some budget went into her bra. I'm sure that was just a federated purchase. <laughs> but federated is not Macy's. Like it became Macy's. Never mind. Federated jewelry. Hey, it's federated. 
Fred okay. Reed is in our Federated store. Fred, what are you here for? You buying appliance? No, I, I came to buy a bra. Look, their sex is so passionate, it's knocking out all the cards in the card catalog. That was Ghostbusters. Or the sounds of sex. It's not wow. too subtle. Is it? He just squirted. <laughs> she's probably not satisfied. Yeah, she's, she's like, that's it? I don't know who owns this grill, Carl. I didn't do the research. Okay. They have beer there? Do they have beer? I didn't check. <laughs> Look at that payphone, man. I, no, I was it's, about to say miss a payphone. I don't miss a payphone, but but it just brings me back. You don't miss people throwing beer bottles at you while you're trying to use the phone? No, that's a that's a common it's just a cell phone's the only difference. Wow, they really kick butt. Yeah, so I think eventually they're gonna they're gonna build the scene with Robert Davi and uh, Trax is worth it, but we still have to go through all these idiots. They talk with an accent. Also, do you notice how many beer signs we've seen? We've seen Coors, we've seen Budweisers. That yeah. that's a staple in eighties movies to have the neon sign in the back. Well, when we saw the outside Jimmy's Grill, whoever owns this place, we the sign just said beer. It's funny. What's his face's grill? Yeah. What's his name's grill? I know I have one job to research, but I, I didn't research who owned Jimmy's grill. Oh, that's getting even funnier. Now you're saying the guy's name. I don't know who owns Jimmy's grill. Whoa. Whoa. Ripped it right out of the wall. I love his house. You know, everything's just going to get wrecked again. Look how 80s the, like, the lamp is. and. Oh, yeah. I think this is a weird scene, too. I forgot about this scene. He's got a Roman column. So he's he getting a hand job while he's working off, working out. Yeah. I guess it's a hand job. Yeah, look at the hand motion. And she's reading. So... Cup and iron. Oh, this is me while watching the movie. <laughs> What is this? What's going on? Oh, I think I think that's sort of like the punk rock uh, brother uh, son or something. Okay, so is that pot coming out of his room? I guess so. I don't approve of it. Oh, he's ready. So gross. Listen, I knew you were coming, but you didn't have to drive your motorcycle into my house. See, he's perfect shot. Look at that. Shooting the roller, the car. Very funny, shooting a gun at me. Ha uh ha. -huh. And what about the fact that he's on the second floor? How did he get a bike? And also, he's indoors. Why did he take his mask off? Makes no sense. <laughs> and look, he got a... Got a cover here. I, I got to watch this film outside of our podcast because i'm missing some gold i know it he, they're saying funny stuff there's there's some classic lines in here and that, there's one that I'm, I'm waiting for uh look at these dobby's hard we're like david at this point so why is the nemesis speaking with the hero like are they making a deal are they make is he making a threat it doesn't look that's, really a, that's a great question i think You've got until tomorrow. I got a ride on here. Okay, so it's a it's a uh, ultimatum. 
Yeah, or else. It is the second floor. Here he goes. Oh, yeah. I see what he says. I think he says, when should be free? Nice bike! Thanks. I bet you'd like to ride. Yeah! I'd probably let you if there wasn't a train going by. Yeah! You keep up the good work. Meanwhile, his parents are having sex in the background. Oh, wow. Wow. He had a gun. Where did he keep the gun, Carl? He's naked. Yeah, that's a good point. And I liked it that the wife, if she is a wife, also had the gun. Yeah, that's right. They both pulled out a gun. Well, they were about to have... Is this... Is this dumb or is it funny? Uh, The dialogue I heard with the kids seemed a little dumb. Yeah, I don't understand that scene, to be honest with you. So he's eating famous Amos cookies. He's eating the good cookies. Oh, that will offend Shadow, won't it? Yeah, I got to hide the famous. So, Mike, let me ask you, is this film funny or is it dumb? Like, the little snippet of audio I heard, that guy was acting pretty dumb. Is it the carries out for the rest of the film, or...? Yeah, no, it's it's funny dumb. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's broad, it's big. Uh, you know, everyone has a role to play. Okay, well, he hurt his arm or something right now? <laughs> oh, I think he's just exhausted from riding his motorcycle into the second-story window. Gotcha. Heating up his knife. Oh, yeah, maybe he's cauterizing a wound. Quarterizing? Quarterizing. Eater. Oh, he has to help him by... Oh, I know that sound. Is that crickets? I heard that last open mic. (laughs) They were like, boo, you suck. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, a friend of mine has a joke like that. Uh, Vern Chapman, I should say. He said his show, he had a set so bad he could hear the crickets booing. <laughs> I would like... The pandemic jokes that I've heard from open micers, you know, like, last night it was so bad, cr- crickets were literally chirping. I had a, I had a joke where um, I dreamt I was in Zootopia. And the right. first thing I did was I went to the cricket comedy mic and I started talking loudly. You like that? You like that crickets? You like it when I do it? You see, Zootopia is a world where the animals are human. Yeah, I saw the movie. And the crickets have a comedy club. Crickets comedy club. And oh, I go. Did in I there. miss that from uh, the? Yeah, maybe you movie. missed it. Okay. Yeah. So now that the pre- now that the setup is established, I went in there and I would talk loudly after their sets. <laughs> That's very good. That's getting them back. I I just like the sloth joke. What's the moth joke? Sloth, sloth. Oh, from Zootopia. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so now they're going to the bad guys' hideout, and they're like, "You're not doing a good enough job," or. Yeah, and like Do- look at the way Dobby dresses compared to these slobs. It's amazing. What happened? About the law. So you you killed him. 
Is he dead or? Kill him, and you cut him up, scatter pieces all over town. Telling us how to kill. Uh oh. You can tell he's from New Jersey too because of the pizza slice. Yeah, it's quality pizza. Yeah, it's foldable pizza. It's really funny how other towns think they've got pretty good pizza here. They just, you know, they just don't know. Do you do you fold your pizza when you eat it? Yes. Okay. Well, who wouldn't? Californians. Well, what do they do? They just leave it a triangle and. Okay. Yeah. You know, nobody from Jersey taught me how to do that. They had a piece of pizza and you just kind of folded it. It seems very natural. Very natural. You take a bunch of paper napkins, you you blot the, the blot pizza. The grease. Yeah, mm-hmm. very natural. Instinctively. <laughs> then you take the uh garlic powder and the uh yeah, red peppers. Okay. So this is one of my favorite scenes. Okay. These kids are gonna be in peril. The bad guys are going to kidnap the entire softball team. Right. And they're, they're going to tie them up in ropes. They're going to be standing, but they're going to be tied up in ropes. And we're going to see how track saves these kids from these tied up ropes. This is no Walter Matthau here. Well, you know, this guy had community service, so they figured they might as well add it. <laughs> Good one. You're helping the community. Here's how to throw a baseball like a man. Did he get shot? Yeah. All right. Here comes the villains. And this is Texas, of course. So there's yeah. horses. Are they going to rope them? Oh, yeah. It looks like they'll rope them. Yeah. They're going to rustle up these kids. They're kid boys. I like the sound of that. Not cowboys. They're kid boys. They're children boys. Going to rustle up them children. Yeehaw. I don't know why they picked this particular softball teams probably because they were sponsored by taco bell or something pizza hut all right kids into the horse thing good shot look at that good shot it's pba league you know the director uh he shadow had good things to say about him you know he he kind of spoke more openly about the producer and writer gary DeBoer. But the director himself, he had made a documentary called Stripper prior to it. Uh-huh. And he also, he also produced the documentary uh, Pumping Iron, the Schwarzenegger film. Oh, right. He smokes a joint in that. That's right. He smokes a joint in that. That's a famous scene. But he's done more shows for like IFC and shit like that. Like a lot of television shows called like On the Road in America and American Caravan. Mm-hmm. The only interesting thing I could find was a corn IMDb he was the first manufacturer of waterbeds in the United States. Uh, who was the first manufacturer? The of director that? of tracks. He he also had a stint in waterbed factory. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. okay. All right, so this is it. This is the uh the climax not really the climax, but the villain and the hero confront and ultimately not one our- is gonna walk. One's going to walk away. So he, we kind of need a little bit of sound. He's going to feed him yeah. a, a uh, baked bean cookie. Uh, I 
You need to know that. Let's see if we okay. can. Okay, Unpor- important. A big bean cookie, what'd you say? Yeah, like baked beans. Oh, baked bean cookie. Yeah. Is there such a thing? I guess in this movie universe, there is. It's amazing how young uh, Dobby looks. Like, there's no pockmarks on him. There's no, like, weird scars. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, he is very young, but he's also kind of ageless. Yeah. Like, you don't know if those pockmarks are age or just acne. I thought, I just assumed he always had them as a kid or something, because it looked like it was left over from teenage years. Clearly, it's not. Okay, here we go. He's going to eat the cookie. I wonder if he got all upset when uh, when those things are sh- arrived. Chili. Chili con cookie. Chili con cookie. Yeah, no, this, I'm telling you, you may have to rewatch this movie on your own to get the humor of this movie. Chili con cookie. Very funny. I, no, I will actually be watching this. Yeah. Now, do you notice Dieter's wearing a, a Trax t-shirt that they were selling earlier? Oh, that's funny. There's a picture of Trax on it. Okay, so he ate the chili con cookie. This is probably one of the best scenes in this movie. Now, Carl, you eat chili. What normally happens? You fart? Yeah, okay. So, good. All right, so we're on the same page. You're right. So, I'm ready for the... That's the setup. Yeah. There's All right, I got the sound play. <laughs> Don't light a match! That's what I think of your cookies. Lovely. The chili con cookie made a fart. <laughs> Wait, now listen, I've lit my own fart. Way too big an explosion for lighting your fart. Did you ever like eat a chili con cookie in your car right before lighting your cigar? You haven't, so you can't say that's not realistic. Yeah, that's true. You, I haven't been there. Have you? Have you eaten the chili cook cookie? Went into your car and lit up a cigar? No, but no, one know. time I was with Marcus in the early 90s. <laughs> your brother said, Marcus. Yeah, there was this thing like people light their farts. And I, you know, there was no internet. So I was like, that's bullshit. He goes, it's not bullshit. I said, what? How can it? What? That's bullshit. There's, we have flammable gas inside of us. And so he said, well, try it. And so I did. Uh-huh. The most disgusting thing I've ever done in my whole life. It's true. It's true. You can light your fart. Are you still wearing the jeans? <laughs> Good question. I probably didn't get rid of the jeans because I was in my 20s, and who cares? <laughs> was there a flame that came out? You can't yeah. tell me. Yes, there was. And there, do you ever smell roasted fart? Gross. Gross. It really Look, he has bad. the tracks. The tracks merch table set up with a gun. <laughs> He's grabbing his tracks kitty. Why is a cop got the? And he doesn't. Yeah, I'm not really. Kitty. I'm not really certain why this wily guy is here. Listen, don't be so noble, Barnes. Barnes and Noble. Thank you. I don't but know why is he's. Is that a you. chain on the West Coast too, or? No, we just have Federated. You probably you probably have borders books though, right? Uh, no, our town is without borders. 
<laughs> no town is without borders. And there used to be a day. I would Sometimes love to see doctors them. are. I'm obsessed by shopping mall, uh, supermarkets from the 80s. Like, I always look at the packaging. And the you product. love when we go into a supermarket in a film from an earlier time. You always comment and talk about yeah. it. Like, the packaging of the flour and the, right. the prices and just, like, what's out there. So the butcher's in the back. Right. There's Sometimes there's no universal product code, and they have little stickers on the... Yeah. Or they have to call the manager and ask for the price. He's buying cookie ingredients, I assume. He's getting cookie ingredients. Chili, flour. Ooh, a little fisting. Uh, okay, this is not really the time or the place to show wounds. Whoa. Uh, whoa, maybe there is a time and a place. No, it's not the place or the time for whatever's going on right here. Whoa. Well, clean up on aisle seven. I really don't know if this movie's going to be good or bad. I've got to hear the audio. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's good. If you if you, what was the last time we watched a movie where you're like, I got to rewatch this? Very rarely, actually, right? Yeah. Well, no, wait, that does not count because I'm the one doing the research usually, and I have watched the film. Okay. Well, I've done the research, and this is my first time watching it. This is the last time I watched it. <laughs> They're stuck. Yeah, you know how it is. Okay, so there it is. Listen, <laughs> to how great is this movie? They tied up kids to a oh, car. Oh, humanity. And they're driving that. Like, these aren't stunt kids. This isn't CGI. This isn't, like, shot in Atlanta for War for Marvel Studios. These are kids tied up to a car. Look how they hang there. And they're driving down the street. I love it. Ooh. Did he put his dick back in his pants? That's good. <laughs> Okay, they shoot Dieter. This oh, a... Dieter shot. No, this is a very important. We have to play the audio for Dieter. <laughs> Kid Caddy float. That's not the joke. Okay, here, they're going up to Dieter. Attracts Penn. Get him in my car. What are you gonna do? What well, needs to be done? Better cancel the rest of the baseball season. Dude, there's jokes in this. But that was the joke. What what needs to be done? Or no, no. Oh, Here we go. Here we go. How much? It looks like a leader. That's it. Thanks for coming to the okay, show. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing that next open mic. Dieter <laughs> lost the leader. Dieter lost the leader. Listen, at this point in your life, you have to say, I love this movie, right? I mean, like, yeah. they just delivered Dieter lost. How much blood did you lose? They never asked this question. Oh, <clears throat> the metric system leader. No one in their <laughs> lifetime says, I lost a liter of blood. You might right. have lost, like, a pint of blood. Right, right. And your name happens to be Dieter. Right? Yes, Dieter lost the leader. Dieter lost the leader. God, I love this movie. Well, this is the the cast party afterwards. That's the cast party. They're just, they're just beating up people. 
Look at these kids not trying to sneak a peek into the nudie bar. So look, he's saving the kids. He's shooting the rope tied between the children Very to nice. save the kids. My brother actually asked uh, Sarah Stevens, he goes, you know you were shooting at children. He goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> funny how they were tied up in front of the porno place. Oh, yeah. See, look, these are all the, the, the citizens, the white citizens are proud of what's happening. Oh, no. Oh, it's tracks. I saw you. I literally saw you on TV. Yeah, they look, just, he's on TV. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're watching him on TV. I know you. You were on TV. Yes. Can you help me down? Like they, they love him. They love the fact that he's killing everybody. <laughs> they have their own t-shirts. They have the t-shirts. Oh, the TV's still playing. How great is that? Yeah, that's right. It didn't get unplugged. No. So they're, they're still smashing fight bottles. Him with, yeah, they're going to fight him with broken bottles. So they're breaking them over. Over the bad guy's head. Like, wake up. He can handle Tracks is here. Well. So that woman's, uh, he's wearing his own shirt. What a narcissist. <laughs> he like knew that apartment was. Yourself, a painting of yourself. Yeah. How great is that? He's fighting hey, the uh, guns. You guys, cast and crew, you guys were great. Uh, we got you a present. Is it the t-shirt that says tracks that everyone wore? It's the t-shirt that says <laughs> tracks uh, that everybody wore. I think they got the sandbags already set up. He Thank knew that apartment tracks. was above the, the bar. Will Trax clean up our neighborhood? He's the only one that could do it. I'm sick of this. Pa-ching. Oh, is she talking about what's going on in the scene? Yeah. And you are going to find nothing but a teeny, weeny, pathetic little penis. <laughs> so, truth hurts, I guess. Yeah. And that was PBS. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's the only channel that could say penis. Yeah, it's the only channel you can say pe little tiny penis. I Drums are us. Why people have this like my penis is small, my penis is big. You didn't earn it. You got born with it. You know what I mean? You didn't. Yeah, right. Like, why is that? Like they have such confidence. You didn't do any achievement to have a big pee pee. Yeah, he comes if he can orgasm with it. I think it's okay. I mean, my PP is not big, but it's my friend. It's always done the right thing by me. Yeah. I'm yeah. okay with your size, PP. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying your best, PP. I love you, PP. This is the part of the show where we uh, pat ourselves. Yeah, we degenerate. Yeah, we're getting towards the ending, Carl. Okay, well, I will stop uh, giving my PP a pep talk then. And concentrate on the yeah film. we just need a short short pep talk oh i get it a small pep talk you could have said so yeah you know we could be in texas absolutely we could be in texas look like minnesota oh, this is totally texas yeah the badlands look i just love like you know there's a certain cockiness that white action stars have you you shoot someone you say a clever line and you know, the bad guy, the, the hero is never really going to get me in peril. And sometimes you have that cockiness to go with it. And that's kind of tracks. He just knows he's all right. You know, like, yes. 
He sees but a bunch I mean, of people. Why did you say white? I mean, you can't see Wesley Snipes doing that. You can't. Yeah, I see Wesley Snipes. But I, I think of like Big Trouble in Little China, where you have this clueless Perfect. white guy, and you yeah. know, like just kind of arrogance. You know, he knows I'm white. I can relate without a scratch. Yeah. Subconsciously, he even knows it. He doesn't. Like wow, and like Uzi is that what it's called? There's some movies where the the hero is so sure of like he's not going to get hurt. That doesn't matter, right? Like uh, the 18 movie or whatever, they they're never gonna get hurt, so they can be as cocky as they want. The losers, right? I think in the 18 movie, he was like parachuting with a tank. Yeah, that's right. The 18 movie, they were, they were smiling and they were wahooing down while they were floating down. And of course, the tank lands on the right side. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what a scene that was. All right, but not as good as tracks doing a wheelie. <laughs> Texas style. We finally gonna get rid of these guys. They're my least favorite part of this movie. Nice spin. Shameless. <laughs> they have no. Oh. What's going on? Oh. Uh-oh. John Wick's car, this ain't. Oh, they got the cartoon uh, dynamite waiting. Been in the backseat for a long time. Duck, you sucker. I don't know if that's safe, right? Dynamite's the kind of stuff you could just drop it in and it blows up. You, you shouldn't hold it like that. You should light it and get it away from you. <laughs> you understand the basics of dynamite. Yeah. Like, the wick isn't like a, well, this piece of wick will probably last 30 seconds, so I'll light it, and then 30 seconds will happen. Wicked. Oh, he has guns. I didn't realize Trax had guns. He used the guns on me. Too big an explosion about to follow. Boom, boom. Second, third view. Third view of the explosion. Oh, they only had two shots of it. Okay, you got to play the music for this. If you spend the money. This is my favorite song at the end. Now, okay. the, the, the set is having a party. Trax says, clean up the town. It's the best centennial yet. But actually, it's the first centennial. <laughs> best centennial yet. That's funny. This is the best bicentennial this country's ever had. Now, the band is rocking it. They got the keytar. They got the Oscar behind them. Oh, the keytar. Yeah, this guy's going to rock the keytar. She's mayor. Yeah. I if the next time that you feel like grabbing some cookies, grab this. I think that was sexual. See, Snacks by Tracks. How great is that? Neon Bingo. Sign. Snacks by Tracks. It almost rhymes. It rhymes so well. So there's, he's finally has his dream. Let's see if we get the music going. Glory. See, Carl, this song goes glorious. You're a winner. So you know we never would have that theme song. <laughs> no, we'd have. No, we, you're right. Ew. Terrible. Terrible. Okay, we got. 
No, Big Payoff is coming out. Yeah, so the music is glorious. You're a winner. And I'm like, we should have our own theme song. You're a loser. <laughs> What's the opposite of... See, that's why I didn't make the joke. What's the opposite of glorious? Inglorious. Inglorious? Right. You're a loser. Okay, who's this guy? Amos. Famous yes. Amos. Shows up. It isn't just PBS anymore. Yeah. They call him famous. They don't call him Amos in this. Famous. Thank you very much. They don't call now him Now watch this. This is the best cameo I've ever seen. He's, excuse me a second. He's pretty thin for a guy who uh, made a He just threw up off cookie. camera. Famous ate one of his cookies and he threw up off camera. How great is that for yeah, a movie? that's perfect. <clears throat> Listen, we got a celebrity who's going to puke in your movie. And the celebrity is Wally Amos of Famous Amos Cookies. <laughs> Bingo. Look, we could get you Governor Ann Richards. Nope. No, I want my movie to have Wally Amos. Inglorious. And that's all the Look, they got Ferris wheel. Yeah, the camera's on the Ferris wheel. Set. Yeah, look, the, the camera's like, wee, my favorite part of the movie. I want a Ferris wheel. <laughs> it's bring your kids to work day. <laughs> bring your kids to work. <laughs> bring your firearms to work day. Glorious. Yeah. You're a winner. Look. The, the the kids looking at the cameraman. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Dancing. And Number so five. ends our happy tale. You're a winner. Come on, one more. Oh, they don't say you're a winner. Well, Carl, that's the greatest movie yeah. ever made. Terrific. Yeah. Shadow is spelled with an E at the end. How nice. Shadow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought it was a W? Yes, he's got it's, it's a white shadow. shadow. He's the white shadow. shadow. Wally Amos. By the way, he doesn't like it when you call him the white shadow. <laughs> he's white and he's shadow. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I got to learn more about this guy. I recognize his face. I know his name. You know his I voice. miss him in history. Yeah. Well, you know his voice. He's done a bunch of, he just did a Gary Busey pet detective where he was an announcer. He's Gary hired Busey. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Does that sound like entertaining? Carl, what do yeah. you think of this movie? Um, I, I liked what I saw. I've got to see it with the audio. I really, yeah. I enjoyed your take on it. Uh, and it was pretty good for uh, your, for your, uh, show. Lots to talk about. And what I loved the best is I didn't have to research this week. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I did all nice the research, break. quote nice unquote. Break. Assistant to Mr. Gary. Yeah. Gary DeVore, and then the director's last name is Gary, so I guess there's two Garys on this. Uh-huh. I, I love this movie. I think it's hysterical, and uh, it's just, just the right amount of, like, 80s... Uh, there was a certain point where you just shoot people, you know, mm -hmm. and it was the part of the entertainment, and you just wouldn't think about what happens next, so... Thank you, Rambo. Yeah, thank you, Rambo. Thank you, Chuck <laughs> Norris. <laughs> like, why hurt someone when you could hurt someone and throw them out the window? You know what I mean? Like, there's just yeah. little touches like that. So, yeah, this is a great movie. I love this movie. It's our third time. I think we repeated one of the, one of the first reruns was Tracks for mm -hmm. our show. But I did that the first year before you joined on, and uh, I'm glad to introduce you to this movie. 
And just to remind our audience that there's a movie called Tracks and it's on uh, YouTube and you should check it out. Yeah, by all means, watch it on, on your own. Perfect. That's what I'm going to do myself. Well, very cool. Well, that has been Tracks uh, Encore presentation here on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube, L W A F L M O Y T. Carl, thank you so much. Thanks for uh, hanging with me and uh, allowing me to do the research. Yes, thank you for that. Yes. I'm sure next week we'll be back to the research right. chair for you. Right. Yeah, but we'll be back next Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here on Mutiny Radio. I never even plugged Mutiny. How, how crazy was that? Wow. Well, Listen, go to MutinyRadio.com, hit the donate button, or go to Venmo, Venmo and it's at MutinyRadio.com, or is it just at Mutiny Radio? At Mutiny Radio. And make sure it looks like Mutiny Radio. There's a bunch of fake uh, sites. If you see a picture of a ghost, that's not us. Okay. So, okay. Important yeah. note. You can follow our podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I didn't bring this up up front, but we do uh, on the air every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific. We follow what's really happening with Luke. Great show. Yeah. Make an afternoon of Agreed. it. Yeah, and just check out the website. Carl, that's it. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, audience. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, audience. We'll see you guys next week. And thank you, Shadow. And we'll see yeah, you Shadow. <laughs> Don't forget to look up. Laugh now. Think later. Let's watch a full length. Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one month.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of... Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent, five percent. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, let's watch full length. Oh, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month. I was just leaving the theater. 
convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. who 
have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and are passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you Hello there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 